0: My... <laughs> these aren't my notes
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I remember what's going on just
3: I'm sorry together, just the Hughes. somber music the somber music the silent pause and then just these aren't my notes
1: <laughs>
2: there's Hang some on. other DM's there's, notes hmm,
3: let's take two just so, rewind
0: all that
2: <laughs> <laughs> FB is going to drink deeply from the large shrimp As he ponders (laughs) life in his new synthetic body.
0: And then we like close out of the little chibi thing that's right at the beginning of the episode (laughs) and we get into the real story. FP puts down the shrimp. (laughs) Transition. (laughs) Recentering. FP, it has only been maybe a minute or two since the death kiss was driven away. And as the rest of the four guys' staff celebrates near the cockpit of the Cugboat, and the lookouts take up positions preparing to scour the pillar of eternal vigil that you are fast approaching, you have been left alone. The terror inspired by the death kiss is only just beginning to fade, your shaking hands beginning to fumble clumsily with the harness that kept you tethered to the main deck of the Cugboat. when you hear the soft tapping of clawed feet approaching. Clara Albuquerque is walking towards you.
4: Uh, Clara Hello. is stumbling along Hi. with her little shuffling feet. And normally, Clara <laughs> flaps very animatedly. Um, but she's sort of looking down and shuffling along. Um, and she puts a little claw on your shin. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, hey, FP, do you have a minute?
2: Ah, uh, Clara. Yes. Uh, for you always.
4: That's very sweet. Um, I was just thinking, so, um, you know, I, this stuff, this, this is real new to me. Uh, the, the plummeting, new. The, um, the uh, fighting of the bad guys, new. Uh, very, very frightening. Um, can't say I'm a big fan. And I was, I was just... I was just thinking about it and, uh, you know, all those guys out there that was, that was fallen, that was real scary, but I just can't stop thinking like, but you were fallen and you know, you're brand new, you know, like you only just started and I was just, I was really scared for you and I, you know, I wanted to ask you like, how are you, how are you feeling? You know, I saw you born. You just, you just became somebody. I mean, you was somebody, you know, but like you're, you got a beaten heart now and that could have all ended. And i just, you know, it was, I, I don't know how you could just have, have done that without, without thinking, you know, you kept fighting the whole time.
2: It is a new sensation. To be sure and now that it is over and my mind is more clear i do not know why i was not more affected
3: hmm.
2: miss clara it is terrifying how does one live with such existential dread being under constant threat. It is quite overwhelming.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So normally, here's the thing. Normally, we don't. We do not. I've been I've been baking, you know, in a tavern for the last like you know, maybe 10-15 years, you know. I had I had some time before that where I was doing some studying, but it's been a good time that I've been that I've been behind the bar and you know, I'd get I get worried about about somebody stealing something. I get I get angry that food went bad. You know, there's things that upset you. You know, people are frustrating. But you do not normally have to worry that you're gonna fall six miles. Not a normal worry for a person. This is this is different. And this is all you've been experiencing. Like every day is a scary day. And that just you know, you're just, you're just like a little baby person. I don't even understand how you're handling it. Like I'm grown and I've had a whole life and you are just starting a life. Um, and it, it got me thinking like that, you know, if this is what you're going to be doing, then we should try and figure out what things that you've been, that, you know, you've been missing. What's, what are some, what is something that you've always wanted to do? Do you have things you've always wanted to do?
2: Yes, yes, I do, and I hope one day to accomplish them. I- let's
4: let's one day, today. Like clearly, tomorrow is not promised to us. While these jokers are out traveling, you know, it sounds like it's going to take a while. Let's let's try to let's try to give you some of your firsts. What are some of your firsts? You know, you've probably you've probably never you never cooked with me before. You've never uh, you've never had that moment where you like think you recognize somebody walking down the hallway, but you're not really sure. So you sort of like do that, like mm, nod to them, recognizing that they're a person. You haven't had one of those because everybody, you know, is here Um, like you've I guess you've been skydiving now. You know, we could scratch that off the list. But like, let's let's you know, I want I want you to have some experiences because because it's it's hard here and um you you know it's not fair it's not fair that a bunch of us have had whole lives and you're just starting and things are so hard
2: we have seen other dragons but they have been either different shapes or different sizes unlike you are are you the last of your kind
4: Oh, honey. Uh no. I like to think I'm one of a kind, you know, cuz I'm special, but there's other, so I'm I'm, you know, I'm not the only fairy dragon out there. But there's not as many I, in my town. But that's a good question.
2: I do not want to be the last of my line.
4: Yeah. That's What would that's one scary. do
2: to to stop this. What would some what would one do
4: to continue their line? Hmm. Well, the way I'm trying to do it is I'm trying to meet a nice man out here. You know, got my eyes on Garlo. He seems real good. Uh <laughs> but really I think, you know, you don't know you don't really know who you are yet. So I think first you need to figure out who you are, you know? Do we st- do we keep calling you FP? Do you want like that's like a like a number practically, right? Should we should you have a name? But we should figure is out who there's you are. Is there something wrong
2: with my designation?
4: <laughs> there's not a thing wrong with you, honey, but if you want something else, you go for something else. I'm trying to tell you that this is this is your time and we're going to do what we can. I'm sure the whole crew would get behind me, but if not, I'll take care of it myself. We're we are going to give you some of the experiences you're missing. I'll start by we're going to we're going to cook something every day. Try something out and, and you can tell me what those new taste buds feel like. But if you're afraid of being the last of your line, you're telling me all the time that we're your family, right? Family is just is a line. Correct. We're just a line. If something were to happen to me, you would still be here. So if I'm your family, then that family's not over with me. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to be scared about that.
2: But there are others of your kind how could you be a part of my line being of a different kind this is puzzling perhaps mm. i too shall pursue garlow and see if he can help me
4: <laughs> i would like to see that if- <laughs> let's do it <laughs> A
0: little bit of static comes out of the intercom air horn as a bruiser's voice comes over the intercom. Good afternoon from the flight deck. This is your pilot speaking. We'll be docking shortly. So please do prepare yourselves for a quick layover while our leaders disembark. Please do be advised that our next objective is being helmed by Ronald. Oh, oh, call me captain. Do I get to be the captain? The intern, the manager, the intern. And it shuts off really, really quickly. And then the ship begins heading towards the pillars of eternity to disembark. Uh, and you know what that means? It means it's story time here at the Wing Badger Tavern, and we will be right back.
4: Senir, Ganteus, Kotex, Owara. Long ago, the four ancients created a world in harmony. Then everything changed when the chat emped magic. Only Kelnor, master of good vibes, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. Two years have passed, and four adventurers have discovered a conspiracy, a company selling magic. And although their roleplay is great, they have a lot of XP to earn before they're ready to save anyone. But I believe they can save the world.
0: Welcome back to the Wing Badger Tavern, where friends tell stories. I'm joined by some of my friends. Let's meet them.
5: Uh my name is Jake, and I just learned that I'm Josh's friend. Um <laughs> no, uh, and I play Alan Woodrear, the Azamar Barbarian Artificer.
3: And I'm Cleo. I play Fox, the Rogue Bardling, and Changeling, and I too just learned I'm Josh's
0: friend. <laughs> <laughs> this just is promotions for all of you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hello, I am Trevor, formerly the official voice actor of Bruiser, now the voice actor again for Zoth, the Orc Cleric.
2: Nice. And I'm uh, uh, I play uh, I'm the official voice actor of Jebediah Peppermint. The mofo gun wizard who spits fire fires spit. Most recently, uh, FP62, the new little uh, real boy robot who's kind of struggling with uh, him, with maybe. life. A synth boy. A synth that'll boy that'll work out. Yeah. There we go. I don't remember. He's that new. He's just, hmm. you know he's just figuring things out. And uh, I, legend tells, at some odd period of time, I became Josh's friend but you know it's it's still shrouded in mystery so take that with a grain of salt
4: hello and i am willa the wisp and i play joey wheeler i mean clara albuquerque and i have been demoted from josh's wife to josh's friend
0: (laughs) and i'm josh (laughs) I think mistakes have been made this evening. Uh, I play everybody else. I'm the DM. Uh, So without further ado, let's get back into tonight's Dungeons & Dragons adventure, and we need to set a new scene because 22 weeks after the conversation between FP62 and Clara, 24 miles vertically wrapping around a 30-mile diameter tower is uh, the rest of our adventurers, the founders of 4 Guys Ventures & Vibes. All four guys for the first time in in game a year and a half are gathered together in a room as, uh, as we zoom in on the scene here. In addition, sitting in the center of the floor, cross-legged on a rug, holding a, cu- a mug of tea is K the changeling avatar of God of good vibes and hospitality, Kelnor. As you walk into the room, Fox, take us into Fox's headspace. Cause Fox is in the middle of making a joke right? He he is holding a broom, a sentient broom that called out to him as you examined the citadel, the abandoned citadel, on top of this 30-mile-tall tower, literally basically in space. You're up there with little shields of air bubble that Jebediah has cast. This broom is like, I saw a dude. I think he's over that way. And you're like, I guess I'll follow the broom. And you head over to the east tower. You're the first to reach the door. Walk us through the moment for Fox. Um,
3: you know, Fox coming up to this door and realizing that potentially this is a culmination really of his life Right? (laughs) you know going from the very beginning being raised by his parents who were secretly on a mission probably handed down to them by Kay growing up disillusioned with Kay and the religion and you know just going off onto adventure only to eventually loop back through this series of meetings and conspiracies and and happenings all the way back to having to find Kay and in a sense this is him finding Kay both physically and spiritually coming to terms with his own being as a changeling. I mean He is literally descended from Kay in that regards. And so how else can he go to this except without a joke? You know, like, you know, your adrenaline's pumping. And through this door is someone who has been the founding of your people and, and is literally the center of the thing that you hated and now are trying to save. And really, it feels like your whole life has led up to. And if you could handle that with a straight face and take it seriously, well, then you're not Fox. Because <laughs> Fox can't. And so Fox handles it the best he can by opening that door. And with broom in hand, the joke is clear to see. Room service has knocked. And it is here to be. <laughs> What he did not expect
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: is what he saw as he came in. And I think that shattered whatever little bit of facade he had worn thin to this moment, just enough to maybe face his creator, but not enough to face his friend that he had thought dead and gone. Zothkug sitting there, relaxing, next to Kay. T in hand has broken Fox's facade Fox drops the broom and rushes Kug and just gives him a huge hug and doesn't let go holds on tight with everything he has and just breaks down crying this is his friend thought dead return to him now next to his creator he's thoughts are gone he is just embracing his friend and accepting that he can at least see his friend for right now he doesn't know if it's real or not and he does not care <laughs> he's just holding his friend embracing him and loving him with as much as he can through this one
0: hug I believe the next person in line at the door was Jeb. Jeb, talk to us about what goes through Jeb's mind as he walks into the room seeing now, I mean, Fox just basically sprinted away from the door and so now as you walk in, you see Fox crushing Zothkug in a hug. Probably there's a spilled mug of tea on the ground because Zoth was drinking tea before this this full-on hug happened.
2: Um, Jeb is stunned and And I think I think, as he sees Fox like run over and grab a hold of, of Zothkug and and give him a big hug, I think Jeb falls, falls to his butt, just like he's just sitting on the ground in disbelief and is his mind's kind of racing, and he's just kind of crying to himself. He's thinking back about when. like all of the times that Zoth has supported him and thinking of writing that letter and kind of feeling the, the weight of putting that burden on Zoth of having to, you know, (coughs) to leave him behind and, and, you know, requiring that of him and, I, I think he's I think he's too overwhelmed to do anything. I think he's sitting on the ground in disbelief because his legs just don't work at the moment. So,
0: Alan, Jeb's height probably doesn't change since he's a molefolk when he goes huh. to sitting. So it <laughs> takes Alan a second to realize that he's not moving into the room. And then I assume Alan probably steps gently over him. Alan, uh, Alan through, for first yeah. will...
5: We'll- like put a hand on, on Jeb's shoulder and just kind of uh Jeb, are are you alright? And can't then believe it. And then Alan will look up and as he looks up and sees <laughs> Zoth's face over Fox's shoulder as they're hugging. Um Alan will also like take a step back for a second. And um it, I mean the 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 two days or three days or whatever it was of Alan working without sleeping to make the revivication machine um, flash before his eyes, and he just he just like wide eyed stares at Zoth and then slowly like steps closer. It's like, I, how are are you real? Come here, big guy. Ends off motions for for him to come join the group hug. Alan will also join the group hug, but um is still just like wide eyed. And I, I how, how I don't ask stupid questions. <laughs> 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 All right. And Alan will, will I don't want to lose him again. At that, just um fully embrace the hug. I I Jeb. Come on, I man. Get
1: in here.
2: Jeb will crawl to his feet and slowly walk over, just stunned and in disbelief. How? What?
1: How is this possible? Well, we'll get into that. Let's just enjoy the moment. This often braces everyone and hey, everyone you who braces off
0: dropped your tea. K picks up the mug and it refills itself <laughs> with tea and he hands it up to Zoth and he hands another one to Fox, who also would have dropped his tea. And then he looks over at Jeb, who's like, you know, approaching the group or whatever. And he goes, here, man,
5: have a drink.
3: <laughs> why? why did you leave us? If you're a- alive, why didn't you come find us? How did I'm you not, get well-
1: here? Well, I wasn't alive for that long, man. I don't know how long I was dead for. How long has it been?
0: What?
5: It's I, been more
1: than a year and a half.
5: It's been it's been almost two years. Hmm.
1: Okay oh, yeah. how how long have we been here, man?
0: Like up here, or like
1: since I found you?
0: Ah, oh, man, that was probably what like like eight or nine months ago. Really can. that long? Well, it took us ages to walk up this <laughs> tower, like with all That's the right. like, smoke breaks we had to take. I mean, <laughs> I took, you know, it's like it took a long time, man. I mean, I wasn't oh. counting, so I'm, you know, we don't have any <laughs> calendars or anything, but it's something like that, probably. It, it can't have been a whole year, you know, less I... than that, more than half a year, somewhere in just like a six-month range just narrow it down uh, you know?
3: just just to clarify you you all are, are real right like this is not a hallucination
1: i, I don't know man it could be i guess alan slap me
3: does
0: he <laughs> to <be> real,
5: man? <laughs> alan please just. Uh, Al- alan uh just for fun will kind of like not for fun but just like kind of in <laughs> sh- shove fox a little bit but like also it's like only half thinking about that.
0: Uh, uh, Alan, as you do that, you feel almost like a little wall of magical force um, kind of whoosh over your shoulder from the direction of K And before you can actually impact Fox with your shove, it like kind of repels your hand a little bit, almost like when magnets repel. He's hmm. like, look, man, I'd really prefer if we didn't like beat up on each other. here. You know, like we should just keep it laid back. Oh, yeah. you uh, need to yeah. know if, you know, people are real. Like, I mean, first, what does it even mean to be real? But like, if you need to know if someone's real, like, just check yourself, man. Like, just pinch yourself real quick. See see what it's, you know. Be like, oh yeah, that's me, dude. I'm <laughs> real. Let me let me check. Hang on.
3: Fox pulls out a dagger uh, dude, and just totally gives himself a little a little prick on the thumb. And it, it watches feels real, it bleed. Like it feels right. Yeah. yeah. Um, And just looks back at Zoth and Kay and is just like. All right. Well, yeah,
1: y'all got some explaining to do. All I was right? getting there, man.
3: You're telling me you were stuck up here for months?
1: Yeah. The airship crashed. What
5: how did you how did you get onto an airship
1: oh so that's a that's a great story um so when I died I was just in this like nothingness I guess where like there was like a beach but then there was like Uradah in the background, but I couldn't get any closer to Uradah and there were no boats leaving the beach, so I'm just like wandering this place. I don't know how long it was. It was just crazy. Um, and then I, I met this this other guy, who was who was really weird and strange. Um, he was like looking, or he you know looking for a boat or something. But he was saying that uh, the the fairies ha- aren't in the afterlife aren't working or something since the darkening and so uh he this guy was trying to make it to Urdah but he wasn't from the material plane he's from some other plane um and so he was trying to get to Urdah but he didn't have this an anchor point um so he's like I could use you as the anchor point since you're connected there and I I did not have the abilities to get myself there or like a body to come back to so he's like i'll do those parts for you if you get get us there so we had this like attunement process or something um and so he uh got us both to the material plane and he uh put me on on k's airship because i figured you guys were doing something and i think i figured i could help get k closer to you guys um cuz I, I found out that you guys were doing like something with with Thraxenhow or whatever and so i'm like i'll go get k for them so that you know that that solves a piece of the puzzle that they don't have to worry about um but like it was really weird man it was it was crazy i don't know that did, it was all, like weird but you know it's like ex- other plane stuff i don't
5: really get that is Completely fair, um, and also um, extremely smart reasoning uh, on on finding K. Um, wow, uh, Jeb and Alan will 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 kind of turn to to face Jeb. Is <coughs> did any of that sound like anything you know about?
2: DM, does that sound familiar to me at all, planar wise?
5: How about you roll?
1: You
2: can
0: can try to justify whether you want to use history or arcana or nature.
2: Hmm. History, arcana or nature. I'm going to go arcana. Classic wizard. Yeah, he's a wizard. are you? Do you have your notes in front of you? Are you ready to (laughs) divulge the secrets of the multiverse?
0: Notes, who knows? (laughs)
2: Uh, (laughs) I rolled a 19 plus 14 so that's uh, what 32 33 33? that's even better
0: wow ow, that's a good roll (laughs) Uh, articulate to me exactly the information you want not because I'm being stingy but because I'm trying to be generous
5: what alan was trying to ask jeb is whether what zoth just said matches up with <gasps> the common knowledge of that the, is true uh, afterlife as well as what could be happening now that the um that the darkening has happened with the afterlife in the planes
0: okay
2: Jake, that's what alan was asking could you me. say could you say that one more time because the the realization that 19 is a crit kind of blew my brain apart and oh, i didn't sure. hear what you said Uh,
5: What Alan was trying to ask Jeb is whether what Zoth just described is consistent with our knowledge of the other planes and the afterlife, um, and then also Mm. how that would be affected by the Darkening.
2: Yeah. Which is something that Jeb has, I imagine, put a little time and thought into with the implications of um, his daughter. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, So... What Zoth is describing is the border ethereal, which is known as... It's like the region of the ethereal plane that touches the material plane. So yeah. the you know the material plane where you are has these echo planes, the Shadowfell and the Feywild, which are almost like duplicates laid on top of it. And then the ethereal plane is sort of what connects those three core areas to the greater planescape of existence, of the cosmos, if you will. So the border ethereal is sort of it's hard to define because it doesn't have geography when you're in it, the border ethereal, you're on the edge of the beach and then the ethereal plane is more like an ocean. It's kind of like a wispy, you know, the water of the ocean is kind of cloudy and foggy and weird. You could technically walk out there, but you wouldn't get anywhere. And, um, the idea that a soul would leave the body when it dies and travel to one of the planes seems pretty logical. Um, that line, you know, that kind of tracks with what the historians have written, uh, from some of the older books that you've read. And in particular, this concept of the fairies that are not traveling between the planes that lines up, like there, there are supposed to be boats, basically that each, each of the outer planes has representatives who are trying to convince people like come live in our place. It's wonderful. Um, and so they're trying to sort of catch is not the right phrase like recruit souls basically you know this is an opportunity to come be here and come into the domain of this deity is sort of how it works and typically if a creature worships a deity like sothkug is a cleric of kelnor it would be anticipated that kelnor uh, would send a representative to go get him um, because he is of special interest to that deity Um, in the inverse, it is also possible that those same fairies could take someone from the outer planes here to the ethereal plane. And this is if for someone who doesn't know how to travel the planes, this is probably the only means available to them is find a way to the border ethereal, uh, probably by paying, you know, a high cost wizard, uh, or cleric of some kind, and then catch one of these fairies with all that that entails. You know, it's probably going to be an exchange to get there. There's probably some transaction that takes place. So all of this tracks. It also, and here's what I'll give you for the crit, um, the extension of what you've learned is that since the Darkening and since the Material Plane and its two echoes have been severed magically from the other planes, like those fairies can't come here. Essentially, the ocean just goes on forever. There's no other side of it. There's nothing to connect to. Um, That means that Jeb's daughter's soul is on the Material Plane somewhere has not been subsumed into nothingness, but has merely been unable to travel into the beyond, so to speak. Um It hasn't been able to either choose a destination or be recruited to one. It is somewhere on the material plane, um, which means that Jeb has two options here. If he fixes magic, he could go the necromantic way of trying to put her back into a body, or he could go the... Uh, I guess, what would you call the other one? Probably um, like divine way, you know, he could take the route of trying to escort her soul somewhere or sending a representative to go and get her or whatever. Um, but those are, those are both options that would be available. It would just be a matter of tracking down the soul. And as Zothkug described, when the soul departs the body, it has no essence. So to be able to see it at all would require a being of immense magical power. Like this, this being that Zoth encountered must have had true sight just to know that he was there because he was just, in essence, floating around in a void. It's not like there were footprints to look at or anything like that um, because Zoth didn't have a body there. If you go there with a body, you'll leave footprints in the sand and, you know, it'll be more normal. But Zoth would not have. So those are the different pieces of the puzzle that kind of click for Jeb as he listens to this.
2: I... How did you get... How do you have a body... How did,
1: Duh the, the guy I met, he said he'd make me a body or something. Do
5: you remember the name of <laughs> the guy you met? Uh, it was something like,
2: <laughs> Hmm. Uh, That's
5: what Alan me. has comprehend languages because of the intelligence rod. What language is that oh!
0: in? Zoth, oh snap! Zoth, roll performance to replicate a language you don't speak.
1: <laughs> Oh, true. Uh, a nineteen. A
0: nineteen.
2: Zoff does a a nineteen crits within my presence.
0: That's right. (laughs) Oh yeah, so Zoff does a perfect job, not just a pretty good job. Zoff does a perfect job of articulating this name. Um. Okay, well then let me go find his actual name here because I didn't expect <laughs> you to translate it, so that's not on my note sheet for tonight. <laughs> give me a second. I,
2: I, I am willing to put as much, give you as much time to find the actual answer to this. Yeah,
0: give me a second here. Sorry, we some it, features guys. of the rod
5: I forget about and some features the DM forgets about. So That's, r-
0: that's right. I, I just didn't recall it. Um, okay, the, the name translates directly in um, a it's almost like in um, like you know how old English is different from English it's kind of like that but for Hmm. the language Abyssal so it's like a Hmm. formal older version of the language Abyssal Um, and it translates directly to Yivalte Hmm. but it is more commonly interpreted in the uh, modern understanding of Abyssal as Demogorgon
5: oh
2: Uh,
5: can Alan think about what he knows about the name Demogorgon? He can. Uh, would that would, (laughs) let's see what options of roles will you give me on that one? I'll give you religion
0: I'll give you history and I'll give you survival
5: Okay, I'll roll uh, history Okay Oh, not good at all. That's a nine.
0: No, you have no idea what that name is.
5: But... Oh, I, I think... should have i should have done... Um, no, wait, no. Actually, I get to reroll it because of the rod of intelligence. Hold on. Let me reroll. <laughs> uh... Nope, I got a nine again. Never mind. Sometimes Frontal shift. You down. Oh, you got it. Frontal <laughs> shift? Okay. Yep. We want to know. I can't. I got, I got a ten. I can't roll any better. <laughs> <laughs> I dude, rolled fives and like sixes you're on really the die.
0: thinking a lot over there, dude. Do you want some tea to help get the uh, moving?
5: Uh, sure. And Alan, yeah, will will take the tea. Um, I believe Do you that, recognize that, the name. Well, the name is Demogorgon. Translated into common. Um, does that ring anyone else's bells? I can't think anything. It doesn't Um, sound very pleasant hmm. but i don't know besides just that sounding somewhat unpleasant
2: whether that means anything dm yeah does that sound oh does that sound demonic to me uh it's in an
0: ancient version of abyssal it would not be a great leap for you to think that seems demonic
5: oh yeah and
2: and it it is in an ancient version of abyssal so Jeb looks down at the Demonomicon
0: mm-hmm.
3: in his <laughs> pack
2: that he recently picked up. Um, okay. That's interesting. We may ha- have answers in here, if that's something that we need to care about.
4: <coughs>
2: but I get a lot of bad juju from this book and i'm not sure like we need to make sure that that is important and worthy before attempting to are dark yeah it's uh yeah i'm not even a religious type and i can feel the vibes coming off of this thing it's
3: so K, right yeah um
0: that's me hey you're one of the wait do the do the thing where you, and he like changes his face really quick into a different face do that i i mirror his face let's go i thought you were all gone you must be the last one dude wow
3: I'd i really hope not um i i saw my parents uh before this um i, I you know i
0: so uh, what, what do you what uh? What what have you been up to? <laughs> Mostly, I've just been, been chilling, you know. I was so. Here's what happened, right? So, I'm in my airship, throwing a uh-huh. party, and it's lit. And then, all of a sudden, all my lights go out. And you saw maybe you saw my boat. I parked my boat down at the bottom of the tower
4: uh, yeah we saw well, it yeah
0: half near the bottom of the tower anyway i parked my boat because the lights stopped working i was like what's up with my lights man and so i went over and checked them and the, it was like well the lights are like they're they should be working but they're not working and so i like put a little mm-hmm. magic in there and they came back on and everyone was like yeah party but it wasn't just the lights man and <coughs> i thought it was the lights it wasn't the lights because then after that it was like then we started running out of food and then people started starving and it was like uh-huh. how am i supposed to decide like i only have so much of my own magic between shrines right like i gotta go reconnect with kelnor to get more of the vibes in order for me to put those vibes into the world and so it's like, I can't be like, you're my favorite. You have the vibes. So I like just kind of chilled and tried to keep everyone comfortable. But like, it's a long time to go without resupplying a boat and our, our airship, like it has a natural, it bounces at a, like at a height, you know? So it's like, I couldn't land it to get people off the boat. And so okay. mostly everybody on the boat didn't make it. And I was using just like uh-huh. little bits of my own magic just to keep me alive and trying to preserve what I had, you know, between stuff. And it was like, man, this seems bad, dude. And so I was trying to like steer my, my ship towards this pillar because I knew about this order of wizards way up here at the top. And I was like, dude, I bet they know all about how to survive in tough conditions they're in space so I was like let me go see them and when I got here most of them had left I think they got in a spell jammer and just went man and like I Uh get it but then also I was stuck here so then oh I've missed a part so while I was sailing over here like three weeks before I got to the tower I just woke up one day and this dude was just grinning at me and I was like there's only one dude I have enough magic to make tea for one dude you know and so we've been living off tea for a while he won't he won't join me for apple cats, which is weird. But other than that, I already told been you a great why, man. Kind of like vibe check guy to have around, you know. In case that is correct. He is the down. best at that. Yes, he has pretty good vibes, and so we kind of keep each other going. He sometimes he gets down, and so I help him like feel better and you know pick his vibes up. We got to this tower, and I was like, dude, you want to come up to the top of the tower with me? And he was like, sure, dude. So then we came up to the top of the tower, and I brought obviously I brought all the important... Important supplies. He's wearing no pack and has nothing with him except the clothes he's wearing. I brought all the important stuff. He points to <laughs> the corner where you see just a stack of apple cats,
4: like all pre-rolled.
0: <laughs> um, so I brought like the essentials, uh, so- and then we've just been we've just been up here, like kind of doing our thing. And he told me he was like, "Yeah, dude, I have these three friends, and they're like out saving the world." And I was like, "That's amazing. Maybe they'll come see us, and we can figure it out." on this citadel how to save the world you know but also like i don't know a whole lot about the world since everything got weird so i have a lot to learn so he's been just like telling me about it for a while getting me up to speed on what's going on in the world and it's like whoa dude like it's not great down there
3: so not are, good vibes. You telling me um you, you just been up here Have 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 you even
0: tried getting down since You've heard all of the going on. I mean, I yeah, mean, dude, but like, how am I supposed to get down there? What do you want me to do? Jump? We're six. <laughs> no, we're not We're 30 miles up in you're, the air, you're, dude. You're an avatar, right? Yeah. But like, I don't know, man. So here's the, here's the other thing is it's like, it had been like two years when I found out about it. It's been like three years now, right? Like, people are going to people are resilient in a crisis right like that's one of the reasons i vibe with the creatures of the more material plane so much and so it's like they've had 3 years to bounce back if i just go in there and try and put things to how they were without learning about the culture first. It's like, I'm going to Lur- throw off the new vibe just to bring back the old vibe. You know what I mean? Like I can't just step all over the new system just because I like the old system. You got to be Listen, careful about that's that a kind of
3: stuff. Great argument. Yeah. Except the fact you've been up here, not learning <laughs> about any of that. Whoa, man, this is a lot. I, of I'm just saying you could, you could, you could, you could have gotten team, down. Like, I could get well. down from here. I, I could get down from here. Uh, I'm not an uh, avatar.
5: Uh, Fox, I, I I completely agree with your point. However, I don't think Kay, was that. This isn't his style of communication necessarily. I, I don't believe.
3: I, I, um. I, okay, I'm sorry. I just you know I've lost a leg. We've we've all almost died no, I, trying I, to I find it. this person stuck up here who's just sitting here chilling while all of us are are literally risking our lives trying to find you so we can do this ritual. Are over here like, well, I don't know. I shouldn't even try because I got to make sure I don't want to harsh no vibes. I, the vibes are harsh down there, okay? You're not going to harsh them anymore.
0: All right, look, man, I can see that you're upset. <laughs> and I, want, I don't want us to get off on the wrong foot here, so I would love if we could all just take a deep breath really quick just like in and then out again. Look, we can work this out. But when you yell really fast, it's hard for me to catch all the words, just because of the way <laughs> I'm vibing.
5: Uh, Alan then goes, "Apple cats, to So <laughs> what
0: I really need is for you to like say it, just like, just like, chill, man. Just like uh, get with the vibe. I, this I, is a pl- this is a safe-ish place with a little bit of atmosphere and so i just want us to like relax a little bit and talk about what comes next and we'll I, figure I,
5: it so out yes I, I i fox i i appreciate i i appreciate you so much fox i think do you mind if i try to explain our predicament to to k as i'm sure as i'm sure zoth has has done a decent job of laying out but
3: i i just i i, I i'm just trying to figure out no, I you know I understand. what an
5: avatar that, you know I
3: understand these magical beings could possibly have been doing this entire time, which clearly has a situation explained to him. While we are risking our lives, while my parents are dying, while my entire race is being wiped from the face of this earth, just I'm just wondering if uh, how how how's it going up here with the Applecats, You know, I'm just trying to i'm trying to i'm a little disconnected a little
5: <laughs> I, not really understanding I I, I I that that makes complete sense and i think that that is something that i also would like k to perhaps um think a little bit more deeply on uh and for him to be able to articulate to us as well um but also to be fair um no offense K, uh, this is K we're talking about um, so I think we had <laughs> to expect take, a little bit of this going in um, but, but K I will say thank you so much for taking care of our dear friend Zoth and Zoth and Alan will turn back to Zoth I I still cannot express how happy I am to
1: see you. Oh, thanks, man. I'm happy to see you guys too. And Kay, I told you about like the ritual that needs to happen. Don't you remember? I
0: remember, dude. I was just I was trying to let the conversation get there because that's going to be the problem point. Is the ritual right? uh so Why? Why? Why would you consider in. it
5: a? Uh, see, now we're out of problem order. point. We no, I don't like, think no. that. Actually, nope. If we're th- t- thinking Hello. about, uh, well, okay, explain it in your order, and then I'll make sure that we get yeah, the right man. things covered. I, I just,
3: I'm gonna take a step out because i i don't (sighs) hey hey, you you dropped me on the floor can you can you take me with you
0: yeah you know i really don't want to be left behind again listen uh me
3: and the broom are going for a walk the broom
1: what why do you have a broom man i i
3: i i can't handle it i'm taking the tea Fox just grabs the broom <laughs> without saying anything
0: else in the tea and just leaves. This is gonna be awesome. Yeah. Let's go. Let me show you around. This will be really cool. There's some corners I've been meaning to sweep for like three years because that's when <laughs> everybody left. So if we just like a little tour, and then you just like walk off. Fuck it. The broom is <laughs>
5: with you. Alan, what's with this broom? Oh, uh I actually I think it might be you remember Shadow Walker? His 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 leg was Wait. was Zoth around for shadow walker Zoth, yes I
0: think was around for shadow okay, Walker. okay okay yep. uh, not for him getting removed I don't I think okay. Zoth ever knew shadow walker was was
5: like a, a <laughs> vengeful spirit no okay. <laughs> uh, I, I think this is I hopefully not another shadow walker situation shadow walker ended up being evil um, and and needed to be destroyed. Yeah, uh, and the broom is talking to him in the same way that Shadow Walker used to. So I don't know if that, if uh, that Fox just has good, like man. an attraction towards like inanimate objects that speak to are or evil. speak to him, and maybe are evil. Um, either way, uh, Kay, I would Thank love he was... to hear what you have to say um, because you describing the cataclysmic ritual as a problem or a pain point doesn't yeah, exactly man. bone bode much confidence in me.
0: All right. So let's just start off with the easy stuff here. And he takes a deep breath from one of his apple cats and he puffs out a smoke ring that kind of fl- like flutters through the room and all of you gain the benefits of a long rest. So oh. um, and if you have any lingering exhaustions or like Alan developed a scar on the way up here, the scar kind of like closes and like there's no soreness in it or anything like that. Like oh, know, does my does visual. my scar
5: from a previous fall also <laughs> go away? Uh, sure.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh,
5: that's fine. Yeah, so Alan's uh,
0: <laughs> scarredness goes away.
5: I would say um, Alan has has a big scar on his arm and one on his face that yeah. Zoth maybe didn't see previous, you know, didn't, he's yeah. like, oh, those it are new. Just, and like, then now it's, now it's like, oh, those are gone. or faded at least like
0: smoothed over you feel a little bit refreshed mentally present again he goes all right great now that you guys are thinking on my level let's just (laughs) let's just talk about what's going on here right so i understand from what zaka has been telling me that like the world's not the, the world's different right like there's no magic magic but then they found this cool discovery with the sacrium and everything right and it's like, that's what I'm talking about when I say people are resilient, right? Like, people will find a way when there isn't necessarily a way forward. They'll, like, figure one out. And I, so I like, would
5: agree if it didn't turn out that the Wingle uh, digits and sacrium were mostly being used for evil purposes by the Aboleths, which I'm sure you've also been filled out on.
0: Okay, but, like, let's back up to what evil is here, right? Like, here's the deal. According to Zothkug... There are armies that are like occupying all over the world but they're not hurting anybody. Like they're just destroying places, man. It's basically a huge remodeling effort. <laughs> it seems like even in the in the places where there's resistance, it's not like like a ton of resistance where there's these big battles. It's like there's guerrilla resistance that creates the conflict. So we you just not I have mean around for this, but like a while back there was this thing where uh from the floating city of sila they like formed this army and they like marched over to rust free because they were looking for materials but like they didn't end up yeah hurting anybody. I,
5: I i was I, that was me yeah I was okay in, so yes.
0: you were that army so that army that was you uh marched over there but they didn't hurt anybody they just like went over there and and established a new setup you know what i'm saying so it's like when we're talking about that, respecting I mean, the culture and to the vibe, be, it's like, well, if this army's not hurting people, like I don't Alan's head is if in his hand, the right word, <laughs> you know. Um, maybe, Al- what if it's better this way? Like, I did tell
1: if, you though that the ablus, you know, have the mind control that they've been using on people. Yes. Okay, so the
0: fish things not great. Not a big well, thing. Well, yes, the the
5: fish. the fish things are Alan, Alan just okay. I need I would like if <laughs> okay, if it is alright, I would like you to pause uh, momentarily um while I uh poke yeah, dude, some I holes in, in anyway. what you were he just saying. A
0: sip from a <laughs> um, mug.
5: Alan Alan realizes in his head that oh my God, I am speaking to the God of the, or the avatar of the God that represents the opposite of everything that I build my entire set of values on. Um, (laughs) um, So, (laughs) Alan goes, "Um, I was, as I said, I was a part of that army and um, you are correct. We did not harm anyone. It turned out that we were marching uh, towards an enemy that had fled long ago and was completely occupied by a completely different conflict. Um, they didn't even, they weren't even on our radar uh, or we weren't even on their radar of threats. Radar, they were gone. Man. Well, well, it's an expression of an idea that I've had um, anyways. Okay. It's hard. Uh, yeah. Um, but all of that to say, even so years later, I myself have had, Second thoughts about what we would have even done if we reached there and there was opposing armies for us to attack. Also, we have been a part of two large scale battles in which there were many casualties on both sides, one at the domain of Thraxenhau, where the minions of the Aboleth massacred monks of an order that didn't even know that the Aboleths were attempting a takeover until we got there only a week or several days before the attack began, We were just at Gaim where they have been laid siege to. Siege is not a non-violent tactic. Siege is the art of starving and choking an enemy city until it can no longer afford to stay that way until it is forced to surrender and sustain casualties. Those are not nonviolent tactics. The the dwarves in Clan Tructa have been forced out of their homes. The king himself had to migrate to Gaim. It's it's not a non-violent occupation that these Aboleths and the aboliths are who are at the center of this are orchestrating. It is It is a forced takeover. Do you not have something to say about, also, from your own personal experience, the fact that you've lost connection to your god and the fact that the natural order of... Your connection to your god and your connection to magic has been interrupted?
0: I hear you. I want you to feel heard and like I'm listening to what you're saying. And I understand you, man. And you're right sieges are bad vibes. <laughs> but what you're not understanding is that I'm a representative. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, chat coming. I'm a representative of the god of good vibes and hospitality. See what I'm saying? Like, I'm not out here to be a violent force in the world. I don't think Kelnor would want that from me. And until I can get in touch with him and ask about it, I'm like, I should stay my hand from violence and I should be chillin'. Uh, Wash has a hand up. Is
2: it a DM question? Can I make an insight check? <clears throat> yeah. 18. So the Do I get?
0: He says he's truthful. Oh, I'm sorry. You had a specific question.
2: Yeah. Do I get an air of self-preservation out of this in relation to my knowledge of the cataclysmic ritual?
0: Yes, but it doesn't feel selfish. Okay. Um, but yeah, you get the idea that he is holding something back that he he hasn't said to Alan as far as his resistance, like the
5: the reasons that sound ridiculous maybe are. Um, I I if I understand the 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 good the the good vibes alan kind of like says that with a little bit of like a whatever that means um but you admitted yourself sieges for example are bad vibes do you just need evidence of bad vibes in order to motivate you into no, no, action no, no. or is you, there something I... else that is keeping you from once again and you haven't necessarily gotten to this part yet but the problem or pain point of the cataclysmic cataclysmic ritual.
0: Nah, dude. So two bad vibes don't make a good vibe. This is a really (laughs) common misconception. You remember, Zoth, we were just talking about this like a couple months ago, right? Yeah, man. And then again, like a couple weeks ago, because we only have so many things to talk about up here. But like two bad vibes don't make a good vibe. So if I were to go down there and like beat a bunch of people up,
5: Right? I, we Let's aren't asking I for you to beat a bunch of people I up. And did like
0: magic and we did war. At the end of that, there's still going to be someone who's like, dude, you did all this war. I'm upset at you. And the bad vibes are just going to compound on each other.
5: Is <laughs> it is it uh, a resistance of you yourself being the one to act in, in violence? Because we don't want you to do anything that you do not want to do. In fact, the avatars on our ship, the only one who was actually really engaged in any violence on our behalf has been garlel um and that's i think just because garlel uh wants to um
0: yeah he's a little bit of a wild card uh he's the yeah it's hard it's hard to get him out of the spotlight he's a guy who likes to live in the spotlight
5: but but all of the other avatars um all of the other living avatars uh, I, I also don't know if you were ever informed of this It, I, it would make sense if you weren't, but um, do bumblefoot sadly has passed. but we have all of the other remaining living avatars on our ship with us ready to help in this endeavor does that Does that motivate you at all? Is there something else that I'm missing here?
0: You convince all the other avatars to do this cataclysmic ritual yes it's a hypothesis man we never we haven't done it before it's a thing that we were like this might be magic that seems dangerous let's make it impossible let's split it up among the avatars magically destroy the knowledge of the parts we're not supposed to be custodians of and take far away from each other like
5: Laredit seems confident that it will work, and of course
0: she's a tinkerer. She always thinks her stuff is gonna work. But has like, she ever been wrong? Of course she's been wrong, dude. Have you ever seen one of those lightning cannons? Only half yeah. of them even fire.
5: Ours fires, <laughs> so Alan just <laughs> is kind of like, "I, I, I did, did. Well,
0: lucky for you, man. That's <laughs> I, great." But that seems like it's more in Garlal's territory, the statistical odds and whatever. Look, what if we screw up this ritual that we made up together one day while I was the only one in my right mind because I was the only one smoking an apple cat and then (laughs) the world's no better off? What if it gets worse, man? Like, what if they're like, oh, we're gonna change the fabric of history, we're gonna rip these things out. What if instead they rip everything else out and all that's left is these stupid fish
5: Man, I think if, that that is the it's inevitable like get a
0: second shot at it like the rod gets scattered by the ritual man every time you put the pieces together it, it, you use it if you're lucky otherwise it just kills you but if you're lucky you use it and then it blows up and you gotta go find it again if you screw it up I can't imagine the biggies being down with that what if we're wrong about the rod being split up? What if it's consumed? What if we're responsible for destroying the dust of seventy-two eons of world? This is only one. You know what I mean? Like I,
5: I, I understand what you mean. I just so don't know at if it from you that know. Point of
0: view and I understand. Tack on underneath that that people are resilient. People find a way through times of crisis and so if we're in a situation where we are disconnected from our deities but we've found another way to have magic in the world maybe that's the better way look how accessible these freaking ciphers are to people there are people who have never done magic before who are like i can do magic now and what if when we reverse it if we can reverse it but what if by reversing it we just create conflict between everyone instead of conflict between small group of aboleths and people who are mostly not not being like harassed by it i agree gaim is being harassed they're an outlier i'm not sure why but i would note that all the times you've seen conflict with these armies you've been there now what if instead of that we put everything back the way it was and what if in that world all the people whose magic has been taken from them And then like the traditional mages, right? What if they suddenly get all prideful and it becomes a caste system and then the people who lose, who lost their magic because the sacrium doesn't work anymore, now they're what, less than? But they've probably spent three years being all excited about the opportunity they have. What if that turns into resentment, right? What if bad vibes build on bad vibes and suddenly you're in a world where it's not even safe to admit you're a mage anymore? Like, come on, man. Think about the consequences of your actions. You got to sit down and just slow it down. Chill the vibe, mellow out, and think about what comes next. And that's what I've been trying to explain to Zothkug, who really wants me to come down, I think just because he loves you guys so much. But hey, Zoth, your friends are here now. Like, it's okay. They made it. Like, I just don't think we should act so hastily, and I really don't think we should try and perform this cataclysmic ritual.
2: Jeb is going to walk up to, uh, to Kay and like sit down cross-legged and be like, whoa, man, that's some crazy vibes you're talking about. What a, what a odd way that that could go. Owlin, I think he might be on to (laughs) something. Alan gives Jeb like an eyebrow. <laughs> um, and Jeb like sips his tea to try to conceal his face for a second. Uh,
0: <laughs> With that nat 20 on the die, Carlo's like, dude. Garle.
2: Wh- Garle. Uh, not
0: Garle. Okay, like, dude, what are you doing right now? Are you mocking me or are you trying to hide something from me?
2: Um, I'm trying to to learn from the master. I never really got this vibe stuff but i don't know it it makes a little sense you know to did not you know if we try the thing right whoa and uh <laughs> and it ends up like not working then you know that's really terrible that's right that's what i'm saying man, man? yeah <laughs> yeah and then like the the abolits will just like, destroy the world anyway, and and the planes and the gods will have to, like, wipe everything out and start all over, right? So, oh man, all those people and their current vibe, they're just dead anyway. So whether we destroy it or they get destroyed, you know, what's even the point? (laughs) Fox
3: uh, comes back in,
0: holding the broom. Kay leans back so that he's laying flat on the floor, his belly protruding higher than his face so that he's kind of hidden behind it. He's got a little bit of like a lazy dude's bod. Um, (laughs) And he, you know, he kind of sits there, his big like, you know, baggy V-neck shirt kind of draped across him. And he's like, whoa, dude. I didn't think about... Like that the Abolus might destroy everything. I thought their whole bit was that they wanted to rule stuff. There's gotta be stuff to rule, right? Like,
5: It, it depends, if, I guess, on what, what you consider destroy destroying. They definitely could physically destroy anything, or they could destroy the right? concept but, like, of so free far, will. They, can, they so could destroy far, the they... concept of free will by
2: enslaving everyone. Hold on. Now, hold everyone. on. Whoa, man. I don't think the Abolus are gonna destroy everything, but as I understand it, And Jeb kind of just like twirls the rod uh, of luck around in his hand a little bit. You know, the gods have been destroying this world. They keep trying. The Abolists keep keep winning, and and the gods have to destroy everything and start over. And the Abolists, those pesky Abolists, vibing along with their negative vibes, keep coming back and messing things up and this one time where the gods are like hey you know what let's do something different let's do something different let's let's make these rods with the essence of all the past ages the ones that didn't work right the one that the abolish overrun and overtook and messed all up let's let's take the essence of that and put it into these magical artifacts so that maybe when the time came those abolish could stop it or could be stopped and break the cycle and and but you know, I mean, who am I to to question the the motives of the gods? Maybe they were wrong. Maybe they were just like, ooh, we're just going to make some sticks and throw them down there and let people duel around with them if they want, you know, it's, it's it's not a thing. It's not, you know, we should just like now that we have them all in one place and all the stars are lining up and the times lining up and you know, like lat, all into the last puzzle piece. Now that we're like all here, eh you know it doesn't really feel like the vibe. Maybe we just like shouldn't and let the bolists take over and you know make everything all dark so the gods can wipe things out again. Maybe the next generation will be fine, and you know, like wow. all the people that are here that have their that their souls can't move on because like the the planes are all like busted up. maybe those people can just get vaporized and their souls not move on with like the the last ages, you know, I presume their souls they got to move on or whatever, so maybe maybe we just you know not do that with this one and uh (laughs) and you know that and because you don't want to you don't want to add negativity into this i mean this is a bad situation right two two bad bad vibes vibes don't make a good vibe exactly so we don't want to make this any worse right so let's just like not do anything man and jeb like sips his tea all
0: right what am i coming back to uh you sorry dm intrusion here uh are you attempt tell me what you're attempting to use to convince Kay to act or justify a role and make one? So you could be trying to persuade him, you could be trying to intimidate him. If you're trying to offend him to get him into action, that I would put that maybe with like intimidation or maybe performance. I don't know. You could justify a skill to me because I'm not sure exactly what angle you're trying to to wing at here, but you've definitely well, said enough to try and move him. Like for sure there's a role here. Yeah. Kind of justify the skill you're um,
2: too. into. So I'm not really trying to intimidate him. Um, and I'm not really trying to, uh, maybe I'm trying to persuade him. I'm not proficient in guilt, but after all of that, I feel like I should be. Um, but I'm <laughs> trying to guilt trip him. But I'm deception,
0: just... like bluff?
2: Well, but see, man, I don't think he's telling he's him right. th- I, lie. I guess bluster, probably is persuade. Bluff. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think, a guilt I trip I think he's probably. Is a
5: persuade.
0: Yeah. I think
2: you're probably right.
0: You can roll uh, advantage because you did a good job with the when the when for sure.
5: when Fox come in comes in. Alan, who's now wise to what Jeb is doing, he turns to Fox and says, "Ah, I think we are giving up." <laughs> 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 you know, we've come all this way as you
0: walk up the stairs to the tower and back into the room. Alan says, I think we're giving up." meanwhile (laughs) in the back of your mind here. Thanks a lot man for helping me sweep up that corner. I know it's weird because it's a round room. It's like there are no corners, but it's like there's still an edge where like the the, the thing meets the ground and it's like these wizards. They never sweep anything up because they're like, oh, I'm gonna have to use more spell components. Maybe I need that dust and so it's really difficult to get them to clean anything up after themselves. Uh, Shut up.
2: (laughs) So I rolled an eleven. Yes, I rolled an eleven, but I'm feeling pretty lucky. Wait, wait, wait! In this wait, moment,
0: yeah.
2: You know, already having the rod of luck out and just kind of like you know, doobly doing it and around. I'm feeling yeah, like this might be a pretty lucky instance.
0: So I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into the mechanics here for a second because otherwise you're gonna be I, like, oh, it's not wait. working like the rod is supposed to work. Also,
2: sure.
3: sure. I was gonna say. Uh, when somebody makes a charisma-based roll, Ooh. I can force the re-roll. And I'll, I'll do that so you don't waste one of your lucky charges. Okay. Fox Frosted
0: lucky in, charges is up, my favorite cereal. Like, try again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: try again. All right. Uh, Please tell me you have something better to say. That's still a 10 with a plus one for a total of 11. No. but i would like to use one of my charges from the so, rod of luck to try to force it to succeed
0: so there are layers of opposition here that you're working your way through basically you're you're dialoguing your way around the different obstacles in k's path so basically using your success i'm giving you two obstacles getting knocked out instead of one um so okay. you may still find obstacle. that's why i wanted to explain because no, that's you're fine. still that's gonna fine. have some resistance but you're much closer and he finally, he, he lays there and he thinks about it for, like, an agonizing amount of time. Like, two full minutes go by where he's just laying there, the the smell of apple cats on the incense plates wafting around the room, Fox looking from Jeb to Wash to Jeb to Wash, who have said they I have given up. Zothka, Jeb to, what Jeb is to Zothka Wash in this conversation? Fo- or, yeah, Fox, Victor. who are
1: you yelling at? Are you yelling at the broom? <sighs> Yes, I'm yelling at the broom. Why are you yelling at a broom, man?
3: Jeb. Yeah. Is what you just said, part of your plan? It's a part of a plan. I I mean, there's
5: only
2: ever been like a side
5: eye thumbs up, like just like a.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's it. only ever been one plan, right?
0: K, uh, K sits okay. up. Can't do it, man. Can't do it. Can't, can't do, do what? Can't do the ritual. Hey. And his voice, like, kind of sobers up. It's like, can't do the ritual.
2: Okay, I know what it's like to be scared.
0: Dude, I, made, I I haven't been around as long as some of the other guys, okay? Maybe Garlow's had time to, like, follow through on all his promises and stuff. But, like, I made a promise to, I guess, just this guy, he points over at Fox, because the rest of my anointed are dead, that I would ring in the month of mellow. And I haven't done it yet. And if we do this ritual, I literally can't.
3: So wait, are you telling me the only thing, that the only argument (laughs) that you have right now is, is you have to keep a promise... To the people who you've let die, and I, I am the only living member, and I, I, am, I am what's stopping you from, from doing this cataclysm. Is that what you're, you're suggesting?
0: Sorta. We're going to cut <laughs> from this story down to uh, FP62 and Clara because only oh two weeks and a day of conversation have gone by in this adventure. I want to check in on one of the sensory experiences that FP is getting to have. Um, one of the like, oh, we're going to experience some life things. Um, Clara, what have you been bullying FP62 <laughs> into doing, do, or what is FP excitedly doing today?
4: So, so, so when, when we found Kay's airship, we found um, a supply room with a little, like a, a storage of food that was on the airship that they were not able to take up the mountain because there was only room for apple cats. Apparently, <laughs> Um, so Clara has recovered a lot of the supplies and she has, she is back to being chipper as, as she's able to create in her kitchen. Um, she has a notepad that she's carrying with her in her front apron pocket at all times where she is keeping notes of the, the kinds of foods that FP enjoys and does not enjoy. And so we're honing in on his tastes so today she's given him he gets plates of like lots of little bites of things so he can try lots of things each day um there's a lot of other people on the ship who were like why you know why is she only giving like special treatment to like i you know i'm hungry too I'm, i'm also like a fugitive and she's like shut up you're fine um so but he's he's finishing up eating and she's she's waiting and watching him very closely for his reactions and taking notes um, before before taking him into the next sensory experience she's got planned for him. Alright, so tell me honestly what you're thinking right now.
2: So much like Winnie the Pooh with a with a napkin tied around his neck and a fork <laughs> and a knife in each hand sitting at the table kind of wiggling to himself excitedly because it's that time of the day where Clara is like bringing like the fun food stuff. FP is looking a little round in the cheeks. <laughs> he's, he's, you know, he, he's not like overweight, but he's he's not like super slender chiseled synthoid anymore. And he's, 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 he's putting on a little something. And he's he's got a little a little happiness a little happy glow around him. He's rosy. Oh, Clara, I I do hope that there will be nothing spicy today. Um, that mm. was not you know that was that was not enjoyable uh, before or after. Such a such a <laughs> curious condition. Um, we
4: call that explosive.
2: <laughs> I a, a dish that Gunner would be proud of for sure. That's right.
4: That's his favorite. Um, are you are you in your and your. Remind me how you feel about cinnamon.
2: Oh, it is. It is quite a treat.
4: Good, good. Okay. I've got you converted. All right. Have you finished (laughs) up? Are are you are you done with this plate? Are you good?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, hold on. Hold on. And he like takes like a crumb and you're like, yes, yes. Thank you. Got Mm. her. Get in here. Yeah. yeah.
4: Dishes. Um, uh,
5: (laughs) Yep. All right. I I mean, if if I do these dishes, will you let me cook again next Tomorrow.
4: You know what? You know what? You got it. Just maybe keep the explosive on the like keep that low. We're gonna keep the spices low for our friend here.
2: I thought I thought he liked it. I'm gonna like solar box. I was happy to try it. Well that's something.
4: <laughs> you're doing great, honey. I appreciate you. It would take me hours to carry all these dishes out. He's got like he's got like the big bin of to put all the dishes in and Gunner just carries it out in one. Um you're beautiful, you're one of a kind. I love you now. Get out. <laughs> um <laughs> All right. So I've been thinking, I'm really excited about this one FP. I've been thinking about what experiences you maybe haven't had yet. All right. Um, and I don't know, I don't know if you have ever, if you've ever really had this before, but I know that the way I do it is a one of a kind. Um, so are you all, are you all ready? All right. We're going to try something here.
2: I, I am, I am completely dumbfounded and do not know what to expect as usual, as always. I am excited.
4: Excellent. That's what I wanted to hear. All right. Um, so Clara leans in across the table and she goes, um, all right, all right. How heavy is a dragon?
2: Uh, Potentially, depending upon the given site uh, or or size and dimensions, between one and two metric tons.
4: Good answer, that's what I was thinking you was gonna say, something along those lines, but But really- But not
2: a fairy dragon such as yourself. Of (laughs) course, That's right, I'm petite.
4: Um, (laughs) The real answer here is, it depends on the scales. And as she as she <laughs> tells the end of her joke, she activates her um, euphoria <laughs> breath, which causes people to fall into raucous laughter.
2: <laughs> that was raucously laughterous. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's his first belly laugh. Now that he's breaking in a little bit of a belly, it's it's good. That's good. Thanks for humanry, FP. What do you what do you what else is on your list?
2: You know. Miss Clara, I was talking to Garlel a couple weeks ago. Um, he dur- turned down my proposition and uh, cleared up some things for me on the nature of relationships and, and lines.
4: We call it um, the fairy dragons and the avatars around here. But yes. <laughs> Go on.
2: He, he mentioned um, to me that uh, lineages typically. Uh, When one thinks of their line, they think of the lineage that comes after them, such as I have been considering, but that the lineage proceeds before them uh, as well. And while I don't see a way for me to bend the rules of time and reality to create a lineage before myself, my focus has been prior, uh, like primarily on the latter, but In, in light of that, would it be too much for me to, to ask you to... Well, this is awkward. I've heard others on the ship mention how their mothers cook wonderful food for them
4: mm-hmm. when they were children. Love a mother, yes. Mm-hmm.
2: And you do the same for me.
4: wonderfully the in m- fact yes
2: the meals you've made i have a hard time forgetting and even though they may seem small in size they mean quite a bit would you would you be a part of the lineage before me
4: like like a like a young beautiful aunt or like a you know like a like a like a young mom oh my goodness it would be it would be my my honor and my privilege to help cater to your growth you know which is what families do right yeah yeah oh I would love that I ain't got any kids uh but you know I I I I feel like treating people, taking care of them is what I do, what I do best. You know, that's my calling. I don't know if you've got a calling, but that's my calling. My goal, as it were. Right. And you you fall right inside that. It's been it's been an absolute privilege watching you learn and watching you figure out yourself. I've never met anybody who, you know, like never had cinnamon before. Like this is so exciting. Um, I'm having a wonderful time. Um, I do want, you were talking about the lineage down after you though. And I'm, I'm wondering, like we saw something crazy happen that kind of made you, but you're not the only, you're not the only construct, right? You know, I used to call you like a hat rack. I don't know if that's offensive, but like, you know, there were others of you on your like made at the store, right? Maybe we could find a way to make some of them like you are now and they could be part of your line. Does that make is that a thing? I I don't know. We could ask somebody. It is,
2: it is a curious thought and one that I have considered, Mama. But I would like to explore the options. I, I am I am uncertain, but that is definitely something that I I have been been thinking about. I do have I do have a strong desire to free my. My brothers and sisters who are in in shackles by the the aboleths, mm. um, but I, I as of yet do not know how to replicate the arcane conditions that brought awareness to me while still in my mechanical form. So mm. much to much to discover. I am I am hopeful, and I look forward to. Speaking with Jebediah when he returns—that's um, who I believe I was this is something that, yes, that he might yeah. might be able to help me.
0: Speaking but. of Jebediah, uh, we we will jump back to the top of the pillar of eternal vigil, where Fox has just asked, "Do you mean that your whole obstacle to doing all this is <laughs> me?" And Kay has been like, "I mean, sorta like." You know, look, I haven't been around very long. I made this promise for the month of mellow. If we do this ritual, I can't keep it.
1: It's like, yeah, man. (laughs)
0: Why
1: can't you keep it, man? Like you could do it as a celebration of getting rid of the fish things.
0: No, you don't understand. Like I literally can't. Like if we do this ritual in order to get to the fabric of reality, I don't know. could probably explain this better than me. You know what? Basically, it takes more than arcane magic, man. The Simple solution. Magic. The to consume solution. divine magic too. If there's no weave, where does that magic come from?
1: No, I mean, if if we beat the Avalis, then the weave comes back, and then you can have the month of mellow as a celebration. No,
2: no, no Zath. He's he, he's he's right, Zoth, And this is something that this is this is why we can't force it on him. But we just need to everybody to know the gravity of the situation. It's something that I've okay. I'm going to stop the little the 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 vibe voice because it's it's starting to grate a little bit. But Oh man, um, we're
0: doing so good.
2: Okay, uh, yeah, man. So (laughs) we talked about it with Garwell and some of the others. Well, I did, um, and I didn't really want to to bring it up. To everybody.
5: That makes sense. I, I, I. Now now that I think I know what it is you are referring to, I wish it had occurred to me sooner or that you had told me. But I think I can predict what is about to be said.
2: Part of the cataclysmic ritual, man, is uh, that all of the avatars need to sacrifice their lives to power it. It's, it's a great leveling. Um, and I would like to, like, I would like to That's- emphasize that every time that we've talked to Laredith, every time we've talked to Garlow, and they have been pushing this forward and and encouraging us and enabling us and and helping they've done it every step of the way with full knowledge that it's where they end
0: they have had time to fulfill the wishes and promises of their deities laredith got her army to rest free Garlel built his floating library and his cartography guild. Zanir messed with his scales and he picked up his mountaintop and all of those people's representatives have had a chance to enforce the will of their deity in the world. My deity had one proclamation, one, and it was to usher in the month of Mello. And I have not done it yet. You are asking me, to be the only avatar in the history of Urda to turn away from the wishes of his deity.
2: Well, now that, man, I think is maybe a step too far because I don't think that's actually what we're asking, right? You know, bef- to be fair, man, um, that you didn't mention that before we asked you and we didn't know. I mean, and and I think that, you know, when, when you think about it in the light of this vibe, man, that, uh, that that's that that's important, right? Yeah, right, man. guys, right? Yeah, it's, I, it's I agree. I, I do believe so that it is important. So you're saying
5: that... Fox, I, I no, think we no, know what, what, no. what he's saying. Um, no,
3: I because I, I, I don't, all right? Listen, you're telling me that all of my people's lives, my parents' lives, my life... Mean me, it's all just gone away. So that way you, and, and we're, we're just going to let that happen and it's going to be nothing just so you can have the satisfaction no, of not no, no, feeling no.
2: like a failure. No, man. No, man. Man. And Jeb like stands up and puts a hand on, on Fox's shoulder. He's like, nah. What are you saying? Band? Yeah, there you go. What, what are you saying? Is that despite everything going on, He wants to do this for you. That you're important enough to him and that the connection between you and him and Kelnor is significant and big enough that he can't break that promise because you are that important.
5: But I do believe that there is a way that we can both be, um, All I right. guess, excited or fulfilled by our plan of action. And you're right. No, hold I, on. Hold I, on a
2: second. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. I'm sorry, Alwyn, but hold on. I, I this think may you're gonna like where I'm going with this, but that's okay, I guess. This, <laughs> I this may be exactly... Right yeah, Jeb like stands up like on the little coffee table in the middle. And he holds his t- <laughs> This may be what we need. The world is in chaos and they're forgetting the gods and their, their minds and hearts are primed towards this evil vibe, man, that the Abolis are building. And the return, the return of Kay and the month of Mello on the ship that sails the world and brings good vibes back to everything and sets the world back in order before the cataclysmic ritual could unite the world before it all I, do you all see right. what I mean okay
3: I have two things for you
0: yeah I actually meant you when I said you were having a moment but I, I appreciated what you said to little dude I'm oh nice. I'm gonna take yeah
3: I'm gonna take an apple cat
0: Yeah, right, dude. Is that okay? Light one up. He lights you a fresh one, hands it over. Secondly, let's make a deal.
3: What are you proposing? I help you fulfill your promise. Whether or not you live to see it, we... I will bring about
5: the month of Mellow. I'll help you, Fox Man. You're gonna bring the month of Mellow around. You do that for me. I I believe what what Zoth just was saying um, about himself, and I think about the rest of us as well. Is that we would all be more than more than overjoyed to bring about the month of Mellow.
3: I'll do it. Not for you, UK but I'll do it for my parents and for my people and hell
1: even for Kelnor I'll do it for you, gang. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but I, I think in that I, I, I don't know if what Jeb suggested is necessarily prudent time-wise as we spent a long time getting up here no, and we'll no, have no. to Listen. spend a lot of time going back but I believe what Fox is suggesting which is that we do the cataclysmic ritual first, and when we are successful, we bring about the month of Mellow because it will be celebrated annually. Way, exactly. It will be celebrated annually, and in that way, Kay, you would be bringing about the month Listen, of Mellow because you guys we can't understand do it the without logic. the cataclysmic ritual.
3: You understand the logic, yeah. and I, me and Kay get that, but I need Kay to understand, and I think we need to connect on this. That this is a, I I I am taking an avatar's charge, and I mean it. I will fulfill this promise with you, or if I must do so, alone. You won't be alone, man. You get what I'm saying, Kay, right?
0: Kay sits forward, and he's looking you right in the eyes, but he's tipping the ash from his apple cat into a sigil on the ground in front of him and then um, when he finishes drawing uh, the little magic circle uh, those of you who were there I don't know how many of you were standing right next to her but those of you who were there recognize him drawing a legend lore um, ritual cast on the ground and he does it for 10 minutes the whole time he doesn't look away he blinks it's not creepy but he doesn't look away from Fox the whole time he's doing it and then with a of like dust kind of erupting off the ground he slams his hand into it and whispers something and uh, almost like dr strange watching all the possibilities you see him watching through whatever the legend lore of fox is and (laughs) as the puff of smoke drifts away he goes i believe you dude let's go visit a dragon and he stands up much like a re- I don't know why they're all Marvel references. He, this, he looks like <laughs> Beerbody Thor. He stands up he looks like Beerbody Thor being rejuvenated. He tosses aside his apple cat and he picks up a walking stick that was leaning against the wall and he's like, alright, I'm in. Let's do Glad it. Glad to have you aboard, man. Let's Glad go, guys. Here. Hey, on the way out, I'm gonna need to hit the bathroom. And on <laughs> that note, tonight's Dungeons &
4: Dragons session comes to a close. <laughs>